what you'll be hearing every podcast when we start. I'm Michael Dickerman. I'm Andrew Ode. And we're just going to be talking about sports. Sports. So first, let's just give you a little bit of a background of what we're talking about. So we're talking about Northwest sports, specifically Seattle. So we'll be talking about the Mariners, the Seahawks, the Sounders, the Kraken, the possibility of maybe the Sonics returning to Seattle, and a whole bunch of other news every week. So, the first thing that we want to talk about is the signing of James Paxton. So, James Paxton, if you don't know who he is, he was with the Mariners from 2013 to 2018 when he was traded away to the Yankees, right? Right. So for me, he was really good, especially in 2018. He was an 11-6 with a 3.76 ERA and a no-hitter. So he's 31 now. I'm expecting him to maybe not return to his old form, but give an electric punch. You know what I mean? Yes. What What are your expectations of James Paxton this year? Uh, I don't think he'll change very much. I think he'll just be be as good as he's always been. I don't think he'll be better. I don't think he'll be worse, but he is getting older. So that's something we need to look at. Well, they need to look at. Um, Yeah, but it's also worth noting last year he dealt, well, really he's dealt with injury problems his whole career, but last year with the 60-game season, he was especially injury-plagued. He only started five games for the Yankees last year with a 500 record and a 6.64 ERA. Mm-hmm. Now, we've seen a whole bunch of good players last year, like Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa, um, have slumps. Uh, Christian Yelich is one of them as well. So that could be just one of those 2020 slumps that seems like everybody had. But who knows, maybe – like you said, it is that he's getting older. Right. So going on expectations like we're talking with with James Paxton, what are your expectations? Pick one player in the Mariners that you have high or low expectations for and why? Uh, I think uh, Mitch Hanniger might come back well. Um he he was injured the whole year last year, 
and I, I, I think he'll bounce back pretty well. He had a lot of rest. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also he. Not only was he out all of last year, but he was out most of 2019 as well. Yeah. So a bounce back season for him. Do you think a 2018 form or better than 2019? In 2019, he was kind of, he was still one of the best players on the Mariners, but he was struggling. I think he'll do better. Uh, Yeah, I think he'll do much better. So about in between. In between, yeah. Okay, so I'm really looking at Justice Sheffield. Um, Justice Sheffield was a breakout rookie last year. I think he was like the rookie pitcher of the year for the Mariners last year. Um, So I'm really looking for him to grow on his, um, his strengths. Last year, he went four and three with a 3.58 ERA mm-hmm. in 10 games. Um, and he, he was struggling at the beginning of the year, but you could really start to see him click by the end. And I really think that he's going to continue clicking yeah. into this season and be one of the shining spots for the Mariners. Yeah. Oh, he was a part of the James Paxton trade, by the way. Oh. So he's – that's cool that the person that they traded for is now on the same starting rotation. Okay. All right. Um, so um, I, I was going to say D. Gordon, but he got traded, which is very sad. I'm yeah. still sad about that. I love D. Gordon. Yeah, he he got signed to a minor league deal with the Cincinnati Reds a few weeks ago. Oh, sad. Speaking of sad losses, um, Taiwan Walker, who they traded last year to the Toronto Blue Jays, just got picked up yesterday by the New York Mets, and I really think the New York Mets are trying to make a run for it, run for the World Series. They've signed so many players this year that are going to make a difference. Taiwan Walker just being one of them. And they're talking about uh, Chris Bryant. They're just all over the board this offseason. Okay. So now let's go over to the football side of things. Russell Wilson. So there's been a scandal around Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Um, Him wanting them to do better, which honestly – I agree that he is getting hit too much, but the fact that you want to be a part of every single decision that they make, I mean, dude, you are the quarterback. You're not the general manager. Well, so the captain of the team, what do you think? Right? Done with him? So he is the captain, but he's not some the- uh, responsibility, but he, you're right. He's not the manager, but at the same time, he, he should be, he should be, uh, telling them what's going wrong and that that's something I, I was like yelling at the TV about the offensive line is just terrible I agree that it's good that he's speaking out but 
he can't get too big no, for his no, britches. Right. Like we've seen that happen with Antonio yeah. Brown. <laughs> and he's had to restart his whole yep. career this year. He he was basically a rookie again with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. I think that's also because he's not exactly a good person. Yeah. There was also yeah. So the other I if Russell Wilson does get out of hand, what do you I've actually if things get too out of hand with Russell Wilson, I've mapped out a trade for him. Okay. That sends him to the New York Giants. for a draft pick I think a third round draft pick and then we get Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans yeah Uh, because early in Watson's career he got compared to Russell Wilson so he's Russell Wilson caliber and like six or seven years younger It's a possibility, but I I would hate to see Russell Wilson leave. I don't think he's gonna, but that's just if things get out of hand. Yeah. But this year, I de- for sure, I definitely think that they should draft Russell Wilson's backup. Yeah. So that, like, we saw it last year with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. They drafted, uh, I think his name is Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they drafted Jordan Love, and then Aaron Rodgers won the MVP last year. Right. So maybe drafting his backup could have motivation for him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. You're right. The Mariners, um, the Mariners spring training catchers and pitchers report started yesterday. And so kind of going back to that topic of what do you expect from certain people? Spring training is really where you kind of get to see, like, for those people that were off last year or they were hurt they didn't have a good year you kind of see what's really going on with them yeah there's some some people to look at there's like the two people we were talking about last time uh mitch hanniger and paxton um but mostly mitch hanniger because you know he's been gone for like a year and a half or two years or something so yeah Um, also, Tom Murphy last year was out the whole year again, their catcher. So oh, yeah. we would look, we want to watch for his bounce back. Yep. Um, but also, spring training is also a place for young players like Jared Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez, all of those non roster invites. Yeah, and, the, and the rookies, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we get to look at some of the rookies. I don't know 
any of the rookies, though. The possible rookies, though, this year are, like who I said, Jared Kelnick, Julio Rodriguez. They have a chance at making the roster, but they might not be there opening day. Yeah. So, out of those names that I listed, Cal Rayleigh in there as well. Even Kyle Lewis and Evan White, who Kyle Lewis we know is going to be a star, but Evan White, he had a fluky year last year. Not on, not defensively, but I think his offense was a fluke. So, if he was – I wonder if he's like – Jose Altuve, where they just had a bad year because it was a weird year. Yeah. I agree. Cal Rayleigh, Brian O'Keefe. The Brian O'Keefe was isn't one of those big prospects, but Cal Rayleigh was in the top 100 prospect list. Um, if we go down here, Jared Kelnick, um, Julio Rodriguez, Logan Gilbert, a pitcher, mm-hmm. he's supposed to, he's supposed to be good in the next few years. Um, yeah, so... We have a lot of big prospect names that are coming into spring training. I'm really looking at Jared Kelnick because people wanted him to come back, like come up to the major leagues at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really don't – I'm glad that the Mariners didn't do it because we've seen it before with Justin Smoke, how they've brought up young guys, but they really haven't – like they were top 100 prospects – but they didn't work out because they brought them up too early. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jared Kelnick should be a opening day starting player this year, but I do think that he he should be called up before September call-ups. Mm-hmm. Right. Since we're in the Mariners' um, spring training and – Mariners tough. Let's look at the Mariners' predictions. Um, so, well, we've already touched on that a little bit with Mitch Haniger. Yeah. Well, I I say the overall team. I think they. I think it's still really rebuilding season. I think it's really a season to see which which players they need to get rid of, um, and which players that they need. Um, also, uh, they, they won't go to the playoffs. Um, I think it's, a, I think that it's a possibility that they could go to the playoffs because we saw it last year, how the young team just took everybody by surprise. And we saw it two years ago with the Padres, how at the end of the season, they really started to make a push because their young players were coming through. So. I think that they're going to be in contention for the playoffs by the end of the year. 
Um, I want them to finish above 500, but I think they'll finish around 525 to 550. Okay. Um, how about an individual player, like just an individual player that stats wise, really? Well, one I can't really predict is Kyle Seager. Getting older, he's just an odd player. Yeah. He usually starts off soft at the beginning yeah. of the, the year, but then in September when it matters most, he starts hitting bombers. We saw that two years ago when he was hurt in like through July, and then he hit 20 home runs in the last few months of the season. Um, I keep um, bragging about Evan White and how he's going to um, bloom, and so I'm going to stand behind that and say I think he's going to get – I think he's going to be kind of like Kyle Seeger where he's a good glove, 25 home runs, um, and consistent 270 yeah. hitter. I think he's going to be in the contention for the gold glove at the end of the year again because, like, his defense is just spectacular. Yeah. And I think in the middle of the season, he's going to be in the race like so many other Mariners for all -star, for the All-Star game. So, you're really a hockey expert, and you've seen um, rebuilding. So that's why I like I I agree with you with the like who you need to get rid of part of what you said. So let's go to the Seattle Kraken. They're gonna come in next year, right? Yes. Um. So. So when when Vegas came in, they had uh, what's called an expansion draft, where um, each each team uh, goes out and says, uh, and and uh, brings in one of their best players that they they can't afford. Um, and uh, last time they picked Mark Andre Fleury, and huh, that went really well they almost won the stanley cup but um but we're hoping it's the same thing um so they can have a boost and they don't have to like um start from absolute scratch because you <laughs> except for the golden knights no one has really ever come out yeah the golden knights won the Stanley Cup, their first, well, almost did. But the yeah, they were, Capitals they were beat them the in the seventh. Really <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So is it kind of like the. I'm kind of going to say, is it kind of like the XFL where they. So you get your normal draft, but you also get like a few players from around the NHL 
kind of like what happened in the XFL where they got the so the XFL was kind of a different yeah. animal really they they just took people that did that weren't picked up by NFL teams uh, yeah um well I so is it like that it's not because they're still in the same there's they're still in the same uh league of course so yeah uh, it's it's gonna be it, it's it's kind of a confusing um it's kind of a confusing process but it, it's it's certainly an advantage so for those loaded teams in the NHL do you think an expansion team will really hurt them because they cannot can't you only like bring back one player that you're saying no you can't touch him um i'm not too sure what you're talking about so you said that there's like one player per team that you're like no you can't have him no, so, no, so those so, really so uh, the happen. thing is there's uh each team picks a player uh that they can't really afford uh and they put him out and yeah oh okay um so it's okay okay um so I think the Kings, uh, I think they might put out Jeff Carter. He's getting older. Um, or maybe, I kind of want to say Dowdy, but that at the same time, I don't. Um, uh, for the Avalanche, probably, I have to think about this one. Maybe Grubauer. Because they're, hmm, because their backup goalies. So, two years ago, um, a, a man named Varlamov was the main goalie. Um, the uh, the backup goalie was Grubauer, and Var- Varlamov was doing really good, really good, really good. But then Grubauer did really good and really good and really good. So they decided to make Grubauer the head goalie. And so they traded Varlamov to the Islanders. And the next year, um, Grubauer was the starting goalie. And the backup goalie was... um, Oh, what was the backup goalie? And Francis was doing really well, getting shutouts like crazy. But he almost became the starter, but he didn't. So, um, it's possible. But from the little that I know about hockey, I know, like, the big names and stuff. But last year, didn't the Avalanche have a problem with goalies in the playoffs, so they wouldn't really want to trade away a goalie because of what happened last no, year? No, we didn't really have much of a problem besides injuries because Grubauer was injured, like, the whole time. 
Um, yeah, that's what I meant. So you want to keep depth right, right. there. You have a point there. Uh, another thing is salary. All match good players, and they pay them so well. And I'm just worried about it because Makar is a Makar is a star uh, rookie, and he is very young and he's very good. And he he might ask for a salary raise, and the the NHL has a salary cap, so I'm a little I'm a little worried about that. But I don't think they're gonna give up Makar. Okay, that makes sense. So how how about like I know the Abs are really good this year too, but um, are there any other really big powerhouses that a good player could come out of for the Kraken? Oh, uh, sorry, we skipped. So you're. I know the Abs are really good, and you said that there might be a good player that comes out of the abs. Are there any other good players that could come out of any other, any team? other team? Okay, so um Yeah. I know this sounds like a crazy stretch, but you know, um uh Sidney Crosby has been kinda iffy with them because Yeah they're I... not doing as well. But the but I feel like <clears throat> I feel like Crosby is too good to do that. I think it's going to end up in a trade, but it's it's a it's a good possibility. The from what I understand, the situation with Crosby is like the situation with right. Russell Wilson. Right, right. Um, oh, and another one would be Oliver Ekman Larson from the uh, from the Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, he he's a defenseman, but they've been having financial problems, and they they've been getting really good players now now and then. Uh, like uh, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, he he's getting older, and you know financial they've been having financial problems, and he's just one of those people that might go. So, from what I'm understanding, is that the the crack the most probable situation with the Kraken is that they're probably going to get a bunch of kind of old players, but that are kind of like they're decent or maybe like one of the best during their t- their prime. So they might have, like two good seasons, but end up like having to draft young. Yeah. They won't be able to start young. They'll have to wait a few years to get really good rookies. Well, maybe it, it really depends because they're, they they also get a normal draft too. So they're getting rookies. So they're going to have – they're going to start off with a young team, but yeah. Can the, could the crack, so the Kraken really don't have players right now because no one's put out their players yet, right? So 
um, are the Kraken because, like, in the NFL, I know you can trade your draft picks for players and stuff. So could the Kraken start building their roster now? Um, or do they not have access to anything I mean, yet? I, they might be the, the the managers might be thinking about it. They might be prepping, but they they can't like draft it now. If that's what you're asking. Yeah, but could they trade their draft well, they picks? They can't. For they can't to draft at all right now. They, I mean, sorry, they can't trade anything right now. They have to be fully activated. I mean, okay. not like fully activated, as in, um, as in they have all the players. It's all good. But I mean, like it's where the Kraken turns into an actual team where they can draft. So when the Stanley, when the Stanley Cup ends, you can the Kraken could start making moves. Probably. Uh, probably a little bit later. Probably, like, a month before the um, the draft. But I'm not too sure. All right. So, now we've been talking about the Kraken and their stuff. But what do you think their their most gonna be record wise? Their record? And I know that really depends on how many people like what what people get put out on the I guess waiver wire. Uh, you mean like their record but, as win losses? Yeah. Well, um it to be honest, it really depends because right now the NHL is going crazy over the COVID stuff. They have uh, they have uh, usually they have 82, maybe 84 teams. I mean, games uh, per team, but this year they're only having 56. And in like baseball, they're they're having like two or four in a row. Uh, uh, uh games like okay, so uh, the uh, just hypothetically, the Avalanche play against the Blues and. Uh, and then the Avalanche will play against the Blues again, and then maybe two more times. Um, oh, so they're playing series. They're playing series, yeah. Okay, kind of to keep exposure. Right. Yeah. So it it's really weird, um, and it, yeah, it, it just doesn't make too much sense to me. But also another thing the news is going crazy about uh, is uh, the. Actually, no, we're gonna talk about that later. All right. So, but hopefully next year it should be back to normal, right? (laughs) I don't know. To be honest, um, I've been. I've been, uh, I don't know, I've been fooled by this stuff a lot. In March, I thought it would end in April. Yeah. And then it was still going in April. I thought it would end in May. And then it kept going. I just quit predicting. It, there's no predictions about this. Yeah. <sighs> but assuming that 
COVID is like less substantial because of the vaccine and stuff. Hopefully by the start of next season, if everything is good, do you think they'll continue doing those, like the series, even if COVID is less existent? Or do you think they like the style that they're playing in right now and will keep it? I think they're just doing the style so they don't get sued. Uh, like Cabela's, they don't, they don't really, they don't really give in to the government stuff and uh, the COVID nineteen stuff. But they are just doing it so they don't get sued. Um, and and none of this stuff is really law. Even the governor, uh, governors had said that. I know this is getting lo- really political. You can cut it out if you want. Um, like in, in court, someone sued, uh, Jay Inslee for, uh, making all these, all these crazy rules. And, uh, his only defense was, hey, none of this stuff is lost. You can't sue me. Yeah. So, okay. That, that kind of clears it up. So another big topic right now, though, is one of the outdoor games with, isn't it the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche? And it's big on a few levels because, like, only the best of the best yes. get to play in the big yes. games, um, right? So this one this one should be very exciting. Uh, they're, they're, they're just... They... They play hard. They both play hard. Their goalies are phenomenal. Their offense is crazy. Uh, some people are worried that uh, the outdoors, uh, COVID will spread more, which doesn't make any sense to me, but none of it does. So, um, so it, it should be a good game. Um, yeah. Um, so there, there are a few of these a year, right? Like that, there are a few outside games a year. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, last year it was the Avalanche versus the Kings, which are my two favorite hockey teams. Uh, and I think they might have had another one. Let me check. 2020. No, no, no. Outdoor NHL games. Yeah, so they had one. Uh, actually, they had. Oh, wow. Uh, they had. Oh, no, yeah, they only had two. It was, uh, the Avalanche against the Kings, like I told you, at the Air Force Academy. That was pretty cool. And Dallas versus. Uh, who was that against? Dallas. Oh yeah, it was Dallas versus the Predators. Um, I think I saw that one. That was really good. I I watched the Colorado Avalanche Wait. versus the Kings game last year, and it was a crazy game. Like it was 
wasn't it an overtime game yeah, or something? Uh, I don't think it went into overtime, but or was it? All, but um, uh, uh, I think it was Tyler Toffoli. Tyler, uh, Toffoli got um. Wait, let me see. Give me a second. Is it Tyler Toffoli? Was it Tyler Toffoli? I remember that it was a highly defensive right, game, defensive, though. Like, that was, that was, there was, that was no the game that, the um, period. That was the game that they lost their goalie. I mean, uh, the Avalanche lost their goalie. Um, Grubauer, he got injured. Um, which, on the bright side, I know there's a lot of not bright sides. Uh, Francois got to try it out, and that that's cool because, you know, it's when... It, once in a lifetime kind of thing. Well, it's going to be a twice in a lifetime. Yeah. But, um, let me see. Out. Okay, so yeah, uh, Tyler Toffoli got the game-winning goal, or I should say the last goal, and he got a hat trick. So that was... That was pretty cool for him. But the sad thing is he got traded to um, the Canucks right after that. And that was his first hat trick. Mm. Oh, sorry. No, that was the first hat trick in NHL history. I mean, NHL outdoor game history. Wow, that's... Yeah. That's pretty substantial. Now that's a once that in a lifetime a opportunity. Once in a lifetime opportunity. And I'm looking at the standings right now, and the blue—it's the Blues, the Golden Knights, the Avs, the Coyotes, and the Kings. Which for the Kings is a really bright side because the past two years they've been like the worst yeah, well, in the NHL. Yeah, they've been like the third and- worst in the NHL. So. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I've never really understood the. Give me a second. Okay, so, okay, so the Kings are like right below the wild card. That they're so close that they need to they need to pass the Arizona Coyotes though, um, and yeah. All right, so now this is really all sports too, but how do you think teams like the Kings or the Mariners or the Padres, you've seen it in baseball a ton, like drafting young, but is it a different scenario in the NHL with the Kings? Like how did they get from worst to mediocre? Well, they uh, they had to fire a few coaches, but uh... – um, but they got a better coach, and the coach made some good decisions. He um, he uh, added a bunch of a bunch of crazy rookies like uh, Lizot, which which was a uh, NHL um, Olympic player for a long time for America or for USA, and he was he's just doing super well, um, and. Uh, another one is Amanda Nassiu, 
uh, I think I spelled, I think I said that right. <laughs> it's a very long name. Um, and he's been getting goals like crazy. He, he's, he's really good. In my opinion, he's like the second best rookie this year. So, but, but one of the things which absolutely break my, breaks my heart whenever I said this, and he's my favorite player, but uh, they need to get rid of quick. He's getting old. He's not doing well. He's not even the starter anymore. And the starter isn't even that good. So. How about this? The Kings put quick on their player list that you were talking Mm. about earlier. Uh, Well, he's a big name, but I... Even with a better defense, which the the Kings do not have, I do not think he he's gonna do well. He's just too old. He's not how he used to be. He used to be the best American goalie. He was in the NHL. I mean, sorry, he was in the Olympics. So he was the starting goalie in the Olympics too. Um, so. <sighs> So, yeah. So, Jonathan Quick used to be one of the best goalies in NHL. So, who was better, Patrick Waugh or... Oh, Patrick Waugh. Jonathan Quick. <laughs> yeah, not even, not even a... Um, not even a... <laughs> not even a contest. Uh, yeah, Patrick... I think I yeah. might put that question out. <laughs> Patrick Waugh. Uh, pa- yeah, Patrick Waugh. He, he played for the Canadians. He played for the Avalanche. He, he, he's, he's, just, he's just too good. He, he, went, he won a, when the Kings had Gretzky. That, that says something. Wow, that's... Yeah, that explains why they um, why some people claim that oh, he's Patrick the best oh, hockey oh, player Wall? of all time. I, I wouldn't say he's the best, but it, he's definitely the best goalie. Definitely the yeah, best but goalie. Yeah, that's why some people claim. Um, and I'm still looking at the standings here of the NHL West Division. So the um. In 2018, the Mariners were like the magic team. They pulled off wins like right at the last second, but by one run. And um, just looking at the stats right now, that looks like what the Coyotes are doing there because they have a negative three-point differential. So, um, and the Mariners in 2018 ended up falling off at the end because of that. So, right now, things are looking bright for the Kings on that sense. But also going back to the Olympics. So, in 2021, the Summer Olympics are scheduled to play because they didn't get to be played because of COVID. So, this is... We're talking about once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. Um... But also, the once another once in a lifetime opportunity is that um, 
you're getting the Olympics, the winter and summer Olympics are being played back to back one year in a row, like mm. 2021 and then oh, 2022. Okay. At least that's okay. what it's supposed but, to be right now, I, I think. So. <laughs> Two Olympics back to back sounds great to me. I've, oh, I've always loved the Olympics. Yeah. So, what's your favorite you Summer Olympics sport? Um, what's your favorite hmm. Summer Olympics um, sport? Well, archery is pretty fun to watch. Um, track and field is kind of boring to me, mm. to be honest. It's just some people running in a circle, literally. Uh, <laughs> um, I think the only good... Uh, to, in my opinion, a lot of people will disagree when I say this, but I think the only soccer I like to watch on TV is Olympic soccer. Um, um, <laughs> I'm one um, with that. Oh, there's another main sport. Oh, oh, and baseball. Baseball will be open because it they're going into, uh, into Japan, and Japan loves baseball. So that would be great. Um, yeah. Um, Do you think Ichiro will return uh, for the Olympics? Depends. Has he ever? Uh, has he ever played in the Olympics before? I don't know, but it seems like something yeah. he might do. Like, since he played in Japan for until he went to the major leagues maybe he might um go and have one more farewell in japan though he did do a farewell in japan when the mariners right. went to um, japan a few well years if ago. he hasn't i think he definitely will because you know he wants to do those cool things um but i don't really know i don't know i don't know um, I, I mean, he's he's insanely old. Um, um, I mean, not like elderly, but he's old for yeah, a baseball players. He's old. definitely not going to play. He's only going to play like one game, to be honest. Yeah, maybe even just one inning though. Um, but this is back before before he retired. Um, this is from March twenty first. 2018 that Ichiro had no plan for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Oh. So, okay, so it's not like he's going to play. That, that, we'll stop the, that question. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's still probability. And then... Yeah. I know that you like hockey, yeah, but no, you no, also like curling. So in the Winter <laughs> no, Olympics... I used to. Oh, I thought you oh, liked curling. Too. Well, then I'll. Well, maybe you'll like it again in four years. Well, in two. To me, it in just looks like next a February. Oh, nice. <laughs> um. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of like shuffleboard. Yeah. Which is a board game. But it. It's kind of cool. Like it's, it's weirdly um, it calming. calming. Like, if, 
Except for the people yeah. going. <laughs> I can say this. The There's one sport I would watch that I want to go to sleep. It would be curling because it's so boring. <laughs> yeah. But USA, Team USA did good la- uh, last Winter Olympics. America? They were like the runners up or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, Team USA. The they were in the finals or something. Maybe. Um, I don't remember. I thought it was Canada or Russia or something. I yeah. think Canada. I think Canada ended up winning, but America was like fourth or fourth, mm-hmm. third. I don't know. Yeah. They did decent. And then. Sorry, but, keep going. Like, one of the Olympic sports that I like to watch is like the snowboarding uh-huh. with rifles oh, or something. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know what that's called, but that that's really cool. They like cross country ski and they shoot the targets. Yeah. It's, it's just awesome. That's my that's my dad's favorite uh-huh. um favorite Olympic sport. He absolutely loves that. <laughs> it, um yeah. Like clat to the last Olympics, the it would be twenty eighteen Olympics. Um, they actually did a um, there was a crazy finish. Like it was, they had to go into photo and do it frame by frame, and he won by like, if you've seen cars, where it was a tie. Only because Lightning McQueen's took out his it. tongue. It was <laughs> okay. like that. That's funny. So that's it for us this week. We hope you'll come back next time. Um, we thank Anchor for making this podcast possible and get it wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Yeah.